Welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. This is the podcast for the stylist who wants to work their magic behind the chair and make more money, all without sacrificing their health both mentally and physically. I'm your host, Shelby Bancourt. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. So today I am joined with my friend Mark. Mark is super fucking special to me. He is one of my best friend's husbands, uh, Laura. You might know her as at I am Laura Elizabeth. She has been on the show. Mark is an author of a book. He owns a gym. He is a fitness coach and a mental coach. He wears all the hats and he is so knowledgeable in this. And I am, <laughs> I am really excited to have him on here. He was really funny. So I know that you'll enjoy this. But before we get into it, um, I just want to remind you that there are no fees to this podcast. I do not run any ads. The only thing I do ask is if you find value in this podcast, please share it with someone who you think would really enjoy this, whether they want to get into fitness or they're a hairstylist, like anyone who you think would value from this podcast, please share it. Because just like in the hair industry, word of mouth is our best form of referrals. So I appreciate every referral and that is my fee. Again, there are no ads to this podcast and that is the only thing that I ask of you. So Mark, <laughs> let's get yeah. into this. Um, can you please introduce yourself to the audience for those who don't know you? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate this. Um, I've been drinking coffee for the last couple hours because I know you're high energy. So I just wanted to amp myself up a little bit. And, uh, you know, you talk about wearing multiple hats. I, I have my make good choices hat on right now, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, for your listeners, I am a coach. I've been in the fitness space for 19 years now, which is crazy to say that out loud. Um, I own a gym in Frisco, Texas. I do online coaching. I do business coaching for fitness professionals. I do business coaching for other people. I just, I coach all day. It's kind of what I do. And uh, I love any opportunity I have to run my mouth, which is why I'm on here. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, I did release my first book earlier this year called Make Good Choices, which hit Amazon bestseller. Woo! <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I've, I've spoken about this before. I know you'll kind of resonate with this. You know, when we're kids, you look around, you're like, oh, I want, I want those shoes. Like I want the Nike shoes and I want, you know, that, that sports team's hat. And, and you, there's these things that we desire. And, and I've found myself in this space with, amazing people surrounding me that are all best-selling authors and they have apparel and like I, you know i look at my closet and all my shirts are like my brand and all my friends so you know, cool. i look on my bookshelf and it's my book and all my friends have these books and all my friends have podcasts like you and it's so cool to see people really pursuing these things and see that shift of what you know, what our, what our naive minds used to think was important and the things that we wanted to support when we were younger and how that evolves over time when we realize what's really important and how we're able to just build each other up. And when you're around the right people, like we all, we all rise up. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, when you get into the, the business realm and the entrepreneur realm, it's so important to have the right people around you that don't operate with scarcity, that they're not afraid that you're going to take their people or they're going to take your people. Like there's, there's so many fucking people in this world. Like there's enough for all of us 
to be wildly successful beyond our imagination. So um, I, I just, if you can't tell, I love life. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned my beautiful wife. She's amazing. You know, she's, she's, so, uh, she's so driven. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the gift and the curse that we all have, right? I'm sure, you know, you, you and Josh probably work a ton and and so we all try to kind of balance that out and spend time doing all the other things that we love to do but you know what this world needs passionate people and when you find things that you really love to do and that you know you can make an impact it's a really really good thing hell yeah wow that was such a good intro uh, we can end the podcast right now <laughs> no and you know i think that that's really cool that you know w one of the main things that like when i met laura like we clicked like it was like oh my god you're like my fucking soul sister and like now i consider her one of my best friends even though we've only spent a couple of days like in person together and it's it is like your tribe, like you, you attract people that you're like, right. And, um, when it comes down, like when, when Laura first told me about you, she's like, yeah, my husband, he's a Leo. And like, I'm going to get astrology, uh, into <laughs> astrology. Cause I'm a girl and I love that shit, but she, she's a Taurus and Josh is a Taurus. And I was like, that's why we get along. Like, that's like, that's the I whole thing. It. You understand me. I understand you, <laughs> but it is like so important to like choose your crowd. And I, um, how I explain it is like, uh, when you're in the entrepreneurial space and you're like doing more than the average person or like the people that you're surrounded around, there are ways that you can find people who are more like your tribe that can attract you to other, like to other like-minded people. Like you said, all of your friends, they're authors and you put yourself in a group, in a community to be around those people. And same thing with Laura and I, we chose to be in a mentor group where we wanted to be around people who are more like us. And therefore it created like this friendship that's long distance distance, but I know that I have someone who understands me, understands what I'm going through and all of that. And I think that that's like, it, it's priceless. Like it's really fucking cool. Um, so when it comes down to the stylist who's listening, like your friends don't have to be around you. They can be on Instagram. You can find them through mentorship. Like Mark just explained, like he's he's a mentor. Like he, he coaches people, he's in this space. So therefore he's around other coaches, other people who are like him, who help raise him up. And same thing with Laura and I, and I, I just love that about this platform. Um, well, just like in general, like social media, we can, we can dive in on different communities and like being a part of communities and growing your people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when I, when I look back, several years ago when I, I felt like everything was still like a struggle and, and I'll preface this. Like I've always been a happy dude. Like mm -hmm. as long as I can, you can talk to anybody from, from high school till now. And they'll tell you, I always got a smile on my face. I'm always happy. I operate with joy. And it's not that I don't have bad days, but that's my general disposition. But there were so many years where I, I felt that my business was just a struggle, like everything about it. You know, you'd start to get just a little bit ahead and then something would happen and you're right back to where you were again. So, you know, at some point I invested in business coaching. I started, you know, paying to play, as they say. Mm -hmm. and, and what I've really learned now over these last couple of years is, number one, that I think that's crucial to big development is being willing to invest in yourself. You know, there's so many similarities between the fitness realm and the hair realm. 
Like yes. we're, we're therapists, <laughs> you know, that's a huge one. Like our interpersonal skills are a large factor of how successful we are. You know, at some point when you've been doing what you do for so long, like the skill sets there, you know that. So what separates you from the other person that's been doing hair or doing fitness for a decade and a half? You, that's what separates it, only you. And so when I started to place myself around certain people and I started following the blueprints that were laid out and I just kept showing up and doing the damn work, whether I felt like it or not, whether I wanted to or not, whether it was raining or the sun was out or whether I was tired or well rested, like none of that mattered. What happens is the right people show up. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's what we miss a lot of times is, you know, we feel like we're doing all these right things and then we're disappointed in the people that we were associating with because they're not understanding it. They're not rising up with us, but you have to let go of those expectations and just know if you are clear on your mission and your vision for your life and you're willing to keep showing up and doing the work, the right people show up. And what happened for me, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of this on social media, but I have this group, we're called the Goon Squad. And there's six of us. we got one guy that lives in New Hampshire, one guy that lives in Carolina. One guy actually did live in New York and he moved down here to Texas. And then the other two guys are in the Metroplex here. But it all started in a Facebook chat. Mm. And there was, there was a common thread that, that kind of held the six of us together. But the chat didn't start with any intention other than I had this idea for a shirt because we all have like a tagline. I was like, oh, like we should make a shirt. It'll be fun, yada, yada, yada. But then it evolved into this thing because it's, it's all, it's these six men, we're all fathers, we're all husbands, we're all business owners, we're all relatively close in age, we're all facing the same problems. And when we began to understand that, we just leaned in. Mm. And that's the other part is sometimes you got to listen to that. I think, you know, again, Laura is great at listening to her intuition and leaning in. And I know she dealt with the same thing of like, where are my people? You know, the yeah. salon that she worked at before, there were a couple of really successful, you know, other stylists in there, but there was just a disconnect in personality, a disconnect in drive, a disconnect in lifestyle. And all of a sudden she finds you and she finds Jordan and she finds, you know, that whatever, I forget what tribe y'all are in, but, you know, she finds that group and, and I know how much you have meant to her because we talk about you guys all the time. And so now, you know, I have this goon squad and it's this group of guys that number one, we can make fun of each other like guys do. Yeah. We can give each other shit, but we hold each other accountable. And if we're struggling, we have a place to go and say, Hey guys, I'm struggling. Like I'm real, you know, I'm dealing with some shit right now and nobody judges. We're all like, Hey, how can we help? What can we do? Here's some perspective. Maybe you just need an ear. So here's the really crazy part about the goon squad is now it's a business. Oh shit. Cool. So in the span of about seven messages, somebody goes, Hey, we should do something. We're like, all right, that sounds good. Y'all want to start an LLC? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. I swear to God. And like one of the guys wasn't even in the chat. He comes back like three hours later. He goes, Oh, I guess, I guess I'm in a business now. Cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we're about to roll out events coming this fall I mean, it's, it's crazy. And it's all because we just got intentional with our own growth and we were willing to lean into people around us that wanted the same thing. And you can't put a price on that. It's incredible. 
It's so cool. It's really cool. And like it, what I really like resonated with Laura about was that like me, her partner, her husband is in the entrepreneur space too. Cause like that, that's a whole nother thing. Like being in a relationship with someone who's also as driven as you, it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse. It's something that <laughs> has like attracted me so much to Josh. And like, I love it. But sometimes we're like, we need to like learn how to like chill. Uh-huh. But at the same time, our version of chilling is the same. Like we like, you know, one day, two days max, we will like chill and then we're ready to go back to our like daily routine. So like you do attract like not only your friends, but you attract your partner and like having a partner who understands like, especially in the hair industry, like for you as a husband of a hairdresser, like you guys have to know that, Hey, we run late. We work late sometimes like things happen. We don't just have like a nine to five. It's not like a for sure thing. We can't be like, well, it's five o'clock. I know your foils are still processing, but like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a gym owner. So I'm at the gym at 5am. There's a lot of days Laura and I work absolute opposite schedules. Like I literally get home from the gym before she goes to work mm. and then she's off to work. So yeah. it's, you know, again, it's, I don't think that I hate the word sacrifice. I hate when people say, oh, I sacrifice this or it's all priorities. Yeah. Like that's really what it comes down to and figuring out what's important. So it really makes you more intentional with the time you have. Yeah. And I think, you know, Laura and I have done a better job. Don't do a great job all the time, but you know, we've done a better job of like blocking off Saturdays as much as we can to just be together and not be on social media so much and not feel the need to work because look it, again, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, it's never done ever. No, we could work every day, all day and never feel like we got all the shit done. And so it's hard. And when you're in, you know, I I think again, being, being in this business for almost 20 years now, there's an ebb and flow to things, but you have to know that there's a time where you put your head down and you fucking hustle and understanding that that hustle six months later is going to pay off. And then you get to look back and go, damn, like, how did we get here? This is awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you just, you know, sometimes it takes that to break through those levels. One of my mentors talked about how if you look at income levels, at every milestone, there's a break. So you get to 100K and a lot of people stop there and they don't, they don't stop completely, but they're like, I like this. This is good. I'm not willing to work any more than this. I don't want to work any more than this. And again, it's not a judgment. It's just, it is what it is. So there's a clear distinction between hundred K and a quarter mil. So you bump up to that 250 realm and you start to look around and understand the type of work that takes. Mm-hmm. So again, there's a break when you hit half a million, there's another big break, three quarters, a million, a million's a big one because and we're talking to making a million dollars in a year, you know, bring home a million, not generate a million in revenue, like make a million dollars. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And they all say the first million is the hardest, but again, there's a, there's a clear distinction at that level because a lot of people just aren't willing to go past that. They don't want the work. They don't want the, what you have to become, not what you have to do, but what you have to become to reach those levels is beyond most people's capacity. That's why so few people ever reach that. 
and then even past that, you know, past those levels, you know, you get to 25 million, 100 million, you know, and, and most of us like a billion dollars, if you really break down how much money that is, for most of us, we can't even wrap our head around that. Like yeah. it's, it, it like doesn't even make any sense, right? So you have to be willing to accept that you as an individual have to grow personally for anything else in your life to get to those levels. And if you want to have amazing relationships, amazing businesses, amazing friendships, amazing, you know, emotional health and spiritual health, like you have to change. There's nothing, you don't have to go learn something new. You just have to become a better version of yourself. Hell yeah. I love that so much. And which, you know, I love the fact that your book is called Make Good Choices because I believe that anything that you do in life is just one choice at a time. And like when it comes down to like stepping into that higher version of yourself or the person who wants to like achieve these things, it's not a, I wake up one day and that all happens. It's, <laughs> it's a very slow process. Like you think about as like a hairstylist, like your first client was a series of choices that were made. Getting them to come back was another choice. Like, you know, did you talk to them about coming back? Did you talk to them about your referral program? Did you talk to them about upselling them? Did you talk to them about their maintenance? It's all like one choice that you made. So same thing when it comes to like business and health and fitness and relationships, it's like, it's one choice at a time. So um, I read your book. It was really cool. <laughs> I didn't do it one day at a time though. I like, you know, I was on 75 hard, so I was reading 10 pages at a time. So I was like, all right, I got like 10 things to do. <laughs> um, but talk to me a little bit about your book. So the book is interesting again, you know, in my, in my circle, in our apex network, we're highly encouraged at some point to write a book. And I believe everybody's got a book in them. Um, and if, and if you, if you're listening to this and, and you don't think you have a story worth telling, then I'll just tell you you're wrong. Cause you do, somebody will resonate with you. Um, you know, and as a fitness professional, I didn't want to write a fitness book. Like a, it seemed really boring to me. Um, you know, there's a bajillion of them out there and nobody does anything with them. They just buy them and they sit on the shelf and nothing happens. So, you know, I wanted a book that I believe would actually make a difference. And, you know, I've been on social media for years. I've, over the last three or four years, I've written a shit ton of content week in and week out, day after day after day. So when it came to put this book together, I sat down, I'm like, okay, what's this book going to be about? And I knew I wanted it to be more of a thought provoking, get people to gain some perspective, learn some things, think a little bit differently. And I started looking around, I'm like, I already wrote the damn book. I've been writing this Mindset Monday column that I call it for like, I don't know, three years. Like, why don't I just put that together? So I got with my editor. I was like, hey, here's the idea. She's like, I fucking love it. And, and you know, it didn't take the work out of putting it together because I still had to comb through all my stuff. You know, there's all, there's this whole process. But, you know, the intention of the book is really, like I said, to get people to think differently and ultimately to make good choices. And that's, that really is the gist of it because it does apply to everything in life. And that saying, you know, it started, and I don't know, people have been saying it for years, but I say to everybody as they walk out of the gym, you know, people laugh, I'm like, make good choices. But what I started to understand was that, you know, people would come in and go, man, you know, I wanted to have a cheeseburger yesterday, but I heard you in the back of my head, make good choices. And, and, and I didn't I had a salad instead or, you know, whatever it was. But I started to understand that it was permeating into their psyche, right? 
So yeah. they would go out in the real world, which I can't control when I'm the coach. You know, I control the hour they're in the gym. The rest of the time, I have no say in it. But they would just hear that in their head. So I knew it was effective. I knew I was actually getting people to change their behavior, which is what I wanted. And so this book, Make Good Choices, is 52 entries. And the inspiration behind them is everything from stoicism to Christianity to my favorite movies to dumb things I say, <laughs> but, but just giving perspective of how it's affected me or my clients and then how you can apply it to your life and then pairing it up with, with a journal question to really make you think about it. So that's the reason it's 52 because I didn't want somebody, you know, no, no offense to you. I didn't want somebody to just plow through the book and, and miss the lessons. I really want people to soak it up and be able to read the entry on Monday morning and really think about it throughout the week of like, okay, what does that mean to me? Yeah. Like, what is this? What is the meaning of this? How does this apply to my life? How can I make my life better? How can I make better choices? How can I help and serve the people around me a little bit more? And, I, and I, again, you've read the book, but I'll give your listeners an example. You know, I think, I think it's chapter two. The title is 4160. In 4160, if you live to be 80 years old, you have about 4,160 weeks of life. And to me, that's such a small number. And for most of us, you know, you're like 30 something, I'm 42, like I'm halfway there already, right? So I only got about 2,000 of those left. And when you start putting that type of perspective on your life, I think it really, if someone's willing to, to really absorb that information and go, Oh, like only got 2000 Mondays left. Only got 2000 Fridays left. Like, what am I doing with my life? That's what I want people to do. I want people to experience the joy that I have on a daily basis in their own life. And I know most people don't because we're, we're so overly concerned with a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter. We're worried what people are gonna say. We're worried about reactions on social media. How many likes am I gonna get? What are these people gonna say if I go start my own business? You know, if I'm in videos, are they gonna call me fat? Are they gonna call me skinny? Are they gonna say I got butt teeth or a big forehead? Or, you know, what the fuck ever? Like, there's all this external shit that just doesn't matter because our time is so, so small. And in the grand scheme of things, Let's be honest, like most of us will not be remembered. We're like 150 years from being totally forgotten. So you can use that and say, well, what the fuck difference does it make anyway? Or you can use that and say, well, fuck it. I'm going to live the best life I can possibly live. And I'm going to pursue all the things I want in life. And I'm going to have all the fun I want to have in life. And I'm going to go do what I want because one day I won't be here anymore anyway. And that's, again, that's the intention. That's what I want people to get out of this. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I just keep on thinking about like, you know, when it comes down to like the definition of success, it's the pursuit of your own true potential. And um, happiness, it's like, how good can you stand it? Like, how good can your life be? And happiness is like, when, when we think of like someone being happy, it's like, are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with your relationships, with your body, with your health, with like your job, your clientele, everything, like all of those things matter. So it it's, you know, I think that it's all aligned 
the happiness and health and wealth, all of that is all aligned. And that's why I wanted to create the happy, healthy hairstylist, the healthy, wealthy stylist, like all of that. <laughs> because I think that like it, everyone's talking about how they're going to make more money, but if you're not happy or healthy, what the fuck is money going to do? There's a bunch of rich, miserable assholes in the world. Yeah. And there's a bunch of like, you know, it, and you know, money isn't everything, but it helps you help other people. That's for sure. <laughs> well, when it, when it comes to happiness, there's some research done that shows at 75,000 a year, there's actually a marked difference of happiness. And, and it's due to the fact of like, at that point for most people, like you're not worried about paying rent. You're not worried about, you know, your, your phone bill or your electric bill. You're not worried about food, like all the, all the necessities in this country specifically, all the necessities are handled. So you don't have that like looming stress of like, Oh shit, can I pay rent next month? But past that, there is no distinction of happiness at any income level past that. And, and for me, you know, two of my mentors really hammered home core values. And I, and, and I think we all kind of have them, yeah. but when you get intentional about sitting down and actually mapping out what those are and what they mean, and then use that as a filter for everything you do in life, man, life gets better. Yeah. Because now you have this, this set of values that you can go, okay, I want to pursue this thing. Well, does it align? Because what happens if it doesn't align with your core values, it may be good in, in the beginning. It may be shiny. It may make you money, but you're going to fucking hate it at some point and be like, why did I do this? But when you know that what you're doing is in complete alignment with those values, it, it should, it, you know, it's not easy, but the ease of making those decisions should be there. You know, I, I look around now and I have, I don't know, like four different business entities kind of going mm -hmm. on at the same time, you know, and, and even Laura sometimes is like, I don't know how, how you do all the things that you do, you know, like between the actual servicing of whatever I'm doing from all the coaching that I do to all the writing to all the engagement online, like it's a lot, you know, I, I do admit it's a lot, but, but it brings me joy. All of it brings me joy because it's in complete alignment with what I'm doing. And it saves me all the heartache of, of making poor, making poor choices and, and doing things that, like I said, you'll end up regretting later because you were chasing the money or you were chasing the power, or you were chasing the fame or whatever it may be. Cause all that stuff's fleeting. Yeah. It's so fleeting. Can you explain um, a little bit about what core values are or give an example? Yeah. So, um, and I, and I take people through this exercise sometimes. So for me, like my four core values are integrity, intention, empathy, and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So integrity, you know, doing, doing what I say I'm going to do, whether anybody's watching or not. And, and integrity to me is a level above honesty. You know, it's not just being honest. It's literally just doing the right thing all the time, regardless. And, and I know for me, there were times I was not in integrity and my whole life just suffered because of it because of my own mm -hmm. shitty decisions, you know, intention. I used to think like hard work was a core value, but for me, it's more about intention. It's what is the meaning behind the work you're doing? Everything doesn't have to be hard all the time, mm -hmm. but if there's purpose and meaning behind what you're doing, then it matters. Um, empathy. So as a coach, I, I believe that's a skill set I need to possess. And, and I never considered myself an empathetic person until I started getting testimonials from my clients 
And over and over and over again, they say like, man, Mark really meets me where I was, you know, he met me where I was. He really didn't judge me for the level of fitness that I had or whatever. And, and just helped me grow from that point. I was like, oh, I guess I am kind of empathetic. And then entertainment, like I love making people <laughs> laugh. You know, I post shit memes all the time. Like a lot of the things on social media are just for my own entertainment. I don't really care if you like it or not. Um, but I do, I, you know, I love putting a smile on people's faces and, and in the gym environment, yeah, working out's hard. You know that. Yeah. Josh knows that. Y'all know that first. And yeah, I've been watching your kickboxing videos, like kicking the <laughs> shit out of things. Awesome. Looking like a badass. But if there's not some enjoyment to that, people will stop because it's hard enough as it is. And it's hard enough showing up. You know, my gym doesn't have heat or AC. So like right now we're filming this. This is August in Texas. It's hot and people know it's hot. They already expect it. So if I don't provide some sort of entertainment and some sort of, of element of happiness and joy to that experience, I don't care what the results are. They'll go someplace where there's air conditioning. Yeah. But because I've been able to create this great environment, it's not me. It's, you know, it's all the people around as well. And my clients are awesome. The other coaches that I have in the gym are awesome. And so people want to be there. And it's that, that entertainment piece really ties into all of that. So those, those are my four core values. And it doesn't have to be a specific number, but you know, you can, if you get online, there's lists where you can comb through, you know, hundred, 150 things. And I would encourage anyone listening to this, like get, get serious about what your core values really are. Like what is meaningful to you, to your life, to your business, to your family and utilize that to make your life better. I promise you it will improve your life if you get those solidified. Hell yeah. I love that. Um, one of my favorite core values across like all my businesses is lead by example. And I think that every time that I don't want to do a workout, I think about all the other stylists that I'm leading. I'm like, I got to do this. Like I have to, like, I have to do this workout. I don't care if it, like I, I have a healthy, a happy, healthy hairstylist challenge. And it's very similar to 75 hard. And I'm very much aware of it because that's why I made it. <laughs> right, right. Actually, Laura was like, I wish that there was a challenge for hairstylists that was like 75 hard, but was more to us. And I was like, you got it. I, like, <laughs> I'm going to do that for you. So she um, has not told me about this. Oh, so now I'm going to be <laughs> on her ass. And you know, I know you guys like, you know, I, I know the schedule she works. And mm -hmm. honestly, like she says the workout, the second workout would be the hard part. I honestly think the peeing would be the hard part. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how she can go back and forth and pee as many times as you have to when you drink a gallon of water. Every day. <laughs> so I made a half gallon for that reason, because <laughs> I drink a gallon of water a day because I'm going through 75 hard. Well, I went through 75 hard and um, all of that and the phases, but I made it a half gallon because I understand hairdressers, I got to meet them where they're at and we don't have time to pee as often as that. So I'm like, Hey, two glasses in the morning, two glasses during work, and then chug the rest at night. Like it should be two more glasses. Um, but I made the, the challenge. Um, and 
every time I think about like, oh, um, you know, it's, it's nighttime. I haven't done my 45 minutes. I'm like, I have to do this. And I like, I lead by example in the salon as a business owner, I have renters. And if I'm not sweeping up my hair, I'm not, um, you know, cleaning up after my color. I'm not, you know, talking to my clients the way I talk to them and leading that example of like what I think should be in my, like what level of professionalism should be in my salon then it doesn't align. So your core values are just like like things that you live by and it helps you stay on par because I know that if I'm doing something like I, I left the salon dirty, I'm hurting myself because I'm like, damn, that's not in line with my core value. Like I didn't lead by example. And it's kind of like that little reminder of like, I gotta, you know, this is something I truly believe in and I'm gonna stick to it because I have to. Yeah. And, you know, people are so judgmental. So, you know, you could do something right for five years in a row and you do something wrong one time ah, and that's yeah. the time they're going to see it and they will let you know Hell yeah! <laughs> every yeah. time they will absolutely let you know. Hell yeah. Um, in my challenge, it's actually, you can't drink alcohol. It's like a, a huge thing that hairstylists are fucking struggling with. And that's probably why Laura didn't tell you. <laughs> not saying she's an alcoholic, not at all, but she probably just doesn't want to give up like wine or whatever. Um, but yesterday I went to a wedding and I tried planning it out where I was going to like be done with the challenge and it didn't work. I had to start over on day one and I'm, you know, whatever, I'm 17 days in. So I went to the wedding and I was like, I can't drink. And it was open bar, obviously. And I was like, man, I have to lead by example because everyone knows I'm doing this challenge. And like, and even if like, no one would know if I just drank that night, no one who was doing the challenge was with me besides Josh. Like he would, I mean, he's not going to tell anyone, but that's where like the integrity of like, well, there's my core value. I'm leading by example. I can have fun at a wedding without alcohol because I made this promise that I was going to do this challenge that I fucking created. <laughs> so, well, I mean, and you know, there's, there's always something. So anytime you get into 75 hard or anything similar like that, you know, there's a lot of pushback. You know, the number one thing I always hear is, well, I can't go that long without drinking. I'm like, well, that's even more reason you should probably do it. But I mean, take any 75 day span throughout the year, and you're going to have a holiday, you're going to have a birthday, you're going to have an anniversary, you're going to have, you know, Taco Tuesday. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> literally always something happening. Yeah. So this resistance to that is, it's strange to me, you know, it, part of me understands it, the other part of me doesn't because, you know, I, I, I strive to be that most elite version of myself. Mm -hmm. And and I'm around so many people that are like that. And it's like the, the more I, I dig into that side of things, the less tolerance I have for bullshit yes. and people's excuses. And, and it's hard because you, you know, when you get around, I'll just, when you get around the general population, you start to understand how most people are. And you're like, damn it. I was like that too. You know, so I saw, I try not to forget that. And I don't, again, it's not a judgment thing, but I just know what I need to do and who I need to be around. And when you're around the right people, they support those decisions too. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my clients, the first time he went through 75 hard, you know, he was with some family and, and his family was never really supportive of him, like starting his own business. And even though he's way more successful than anybody else in his family, like he was still being judged for it. And he started 75 hard. And I think it was, I don't know, a cousin or a brother-in-law or somebody was like, come on, man, just have a beer. You know, what are you a pussy? Like, you know, and he's like, 
dude, you know, just didn't understand it. And he didn't even give it any time of day, but that's the type of stuff that we deal with when you're trying to get ahead. You know, my, my mentor, well, you know, Ryan, you know, mm -hmm. Ryan Stuman calls it the force of average. Like every time you're, you know, whenever you're trying to get ahead, like shit just comes at you because the world wants you to be average. The world wants you to be the same as everyone else. And when you're hyper aware of that, you're able to fight that off. And when you have the right people around you, you have that support system to lean on that will build you back up and go, fuck that force of average. We're going to do this anyway. Hell yeah. It, there's, I, I kept on explaining to Josh that I felt alone like as a business owner, as you know, an entrepreneur, I guess you would say I'm an entrepreneur, but as someone who's like striving to like be more than average or like, I don't know, just try to be the most elite version of myself. I felt so alone, especially in the hair world where I was like, I'm surrounded by like, not that like hairstylists, like the hairstylists I was around, they weren't successful. No, they were successful, but they were happy where they're at. And I wasn't, I was like, no, I want so much more than this. Like I didn't move across the country to be the same person I was in my <laughs> little small hometown. Like, no, I want people to be like, damn, like <laughs> I used to know that girl. <laughs> that's, and, that's why you and Laura get along so well. Cause exactly. I, and, you know, I know she felt the same way for a really long time of just yeah. like, where's my tribe? And I'm like, they're out there somewhere and you're going to yeah. find them. You're yeah. going to find them. And she did. I'm I, I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that all of us have, have intersected and, and, you know, to me, it's just, it's exciting what the possibilities are mm -hmm. when you have so many like-minded people that are like, what can we do to just serve more? Because for you guys, it's not about the money. The money comes. Like when you serve your purpose and you go make an impact in the world, the money comes along with it. You don't have to worry about that. But, you know, I know she has such a passion to change y'all's industry. And I know you share that as well. And so it's really like, for me, it's awesome to see her blossom into this because she was an employee for the majority of her life up until this last year and a half and watch her going through this entrepreneur journey and learning all these things. And because some of those things you can't teach somebody like I get you, you can share it all day long and read it in the book and hear somebody lecture about it. But until you go through some of that shit, like you just don't understand what it's like. But then when you get a hold of that and you know, like, this is my thing, like, you know, I get to create this, whatever it may be, it's so empowering. And then you just fucking go for it. So, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm so excited for you guys to see what y'all come up with and, and the collaborations. I know y'all are just getting started too and just warming up to what the possibilities are in the world. So uh, it's super fun. Yeah, it's really cool. And like, and to the stylist who is an employee, who is like a commission-based stylist, like, why can't you just be the best commission-based stylist ever? Why can't you be the best in your salon? Why can't you have like the best clientele that like, you know, it, you don't have to be just like an entrepreneur. You don't have to open up your own salon. Like I think that there's power in being like the best employee, the one that everyone raves about, the one who like gives like the best balayage or whatever you like specialize in. But what we're saying is like the thing to like get you to that next level, one is one choice at a time. And two is your crowd, the people that you're around. You can find that. And we both found that through mentorship. We like, we're, we're both coaches and we have coaches and our friends who are coaches have coaches. And like, there's like, there's, <laughs> there's power in a community of people who like, 
who you want to be around. So if you like want to be more fit, find someone who's in the fitness space, have them mentor you, and you'll be surrounded by more people who are in that space. You can go out and find people who like will help you because Mark and I like we we can both agree that we have leveled up just by investing in ourselves. Yeah. It it's yeah. helped our mentality, it's helped our relationships, it's helped like and it's really cool to see like you know, even with our spouses, like we talk a lot about Laura, I see all the things that Mark sees, but through a hairdresser's view. And it's so cool that he sees it through like a husband. Like he's like, my wife is fucking killing it. She's changing the game. And I'm like, yeah, she is. Cause I know all the work that she's doing. And yeah. you know what? We should have had her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll film another one. We'll do Yeah. <laughs> but it's really fucking cool. Like no matter what you want to do, I'm sure that there's something that you wish that you could better or change or like something that you're really passionate about and like fucking follow it. Like you want to like change the way that your clients feel behind the chair, do it. You need help. Like you want to change the way that you feel behind the chair so you can like be your best version, do it. Like invest in the coach, invest in the mentor, invest in the community, because that is what's going to help you rise. Yeah. I, I think one thing to remember, because I see fitness coaches deal with it too. And they think that, you know, I need to get another cert or I need to go get a specialization in this or like, and all that stuff's fine. And we need, again, we need to be good at what we do, obviously, but the best investment you can ever make is in yourself. Simple mm -hmm. as that. And, and again, I, I love what you said, you know, you if you're working for somebody you can still be the best you know if anybody if you've ever read the book the four agreements which by the way is a fantastic book it's a short read it so even if you're not a reader it's a great one to go read but one of the four agreements is you just do your best yeah imagine what would happen if everyone did their best oh my right. God, we, we would like all the problems in the world would be solved literally if everyone woke up tomorrow and went i'm gonna do my absolute best today like we'd probably solve world hunger, like the US debt would be gone, COVID wouldn't exist anymore, like, you know, people wouldn't have to wear masks anymore, um, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but seriously, like it's, it's such a, it's so simple, which is why people don't do it because it sounds like, oh, well just do your best. Well, yeah, just do your damn best. Like yeah. be, the, be the best dishwasher when you do the dishes, and be the best person working out in the gym when you're working out in the gym and be the best hairdresser when you're doing hair and be the best manager of your finances when you're doing your budget. Like if you were just literally just everything I do, I'm going to do the best I can possibly do. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. There'd be so much more joy and happiness in this world, but people don't want to do that. So, you know, I've, all we can do is encourage people to continue down that path and, and, as you said before, lead the way, lead by example, show them what's possible when that happens. I believe that, you know, not to be religious or like anything like that, but I believe that when one, one of my mentors said this, that he believes, and I'm going to take this from him because I think that it's, it aligns with my beliefs. Um, when we die, we are going to meet the person that we were meant to be like our highest version of ourselves. And it's up to us to know, did we become that person? And by doing your best, it's like one fucking choice at a time. Like, okay, what am I going to have for breakfast? Like, is this me doing my best for my health for the rest of the day? Like, am I making a good choice right here? 
Um, did I work out good? Like there are days where I don't feel like working out and I'm like, you know what? My best right now is going for a walk and just like focusing on my breath and focusing on like getting out anything that I need to get out. Like I need to move this energy in any way that I need to move it. That's my best right now. So you don't like, don't like it's you against you. So compare yourself to yourself. And like, I'm not expecting you to go and be fucking Michael Jordan. Like, no, like that's not, that's not your best. That's his best. And he's fighting against that in his own way. Um, so like, when it comes out, like, I'm sure that the, the hairstylist is listening to this. Like, you've done a color correction, and you're like, you know what? I fucking did it. I did the best I could have done. Did it come out, like, that great? No, but that's all I could do. That's all the hair could handle. That's all, like, the time I had allowed. That's, like, all the, like, that's the best that the chemicals that I was working with and the hair structure that I was working with could take. So why can't we do that in everything? Like, in, in your food choices, in your health choices, in your relationship choices, your conversations that you have behind the chair, are they the best conversations that you could have? Do you, like, one of my limiting beliefs is that I wasn't smart enough. I was like, oh, I'm not smart enough. So you know what I did? I read every single fucking day. I read 10 pages. <laughs> and 75 Hard, which is a program that we talk about, um, it, that was one of the requirements, which made me want to do that in the Happy Healthy Hairstylist program. I'm like, if you want to be more educated, you want to feel smarter, fucking read every day. That's me like being my best version. Like I was like, I don't, I don't need to go get a degree. I don't need to go to college or anything like that. But what I can do is I can read an educational or motivational book every single day. I can do 10 pages. Some days I do more because that's like me. I'm like, you know, I can do more than that today. But sometimes my best is those damn 10 pages because it's nighttime. I'm falling asleep. I'm only retaining so much information, but I did my best. So don't get like overwhelmed with what the best is. It's you against you. It's not you against me, you against Mark, you against Laura, like no one. It's you. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. As soon as you start looking around and going, ah, but they got that and I'm not where this person is and they did all these things like, like you, you're never going to win that game. Yeah. That game never won. I promise you that. And you're right. Like your, your best changes from day to day. You know, if you, you know, I think most people can relate to fitness. Like if I go do a, a shit ton of legs today and my legs are just trashed and I got to go work out tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe a walk is the best I can do. <laughs> I just, I, I'm hobbling around, you know, in other days, you know, I go, go out and run sprints or something. And that's my best that day. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, you got to give yourself a little bit of grace, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, my goal is to be able to lay my head down at night and go, damn it. That was a good day. Yeah. Simple as that. And, and, and again, you know, there's such power and simplicity and, you know, we're human. So we overcomplicate the shit out of everything. And it's real easy for everybody to lay down at night and go, man, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I should have done this. I could have done one more of that. I could, you know what, like, you just got to look at things and, and be realistic sometimes and go, okay, but, but did I serve my purpose today? Yeah. Was I aligned with my core values? Did I have integrity? Did I spread some joy? Did I leave, you know, like my mission in life is to leave people better, period. And whatever I do, I don't care, you know, interactions at the grocery store, in the gym, on Zoom calls, like whatever it is, that's my mission, leave people better. So that's the only question I really need to answer to myself at night is, did I leave people better today? And if I did, then I have to be okay with that. Yeah. 
I love that. That's so good. Um, I always think about um, conversations I have. I'm like, did that person feel better after talking to me? And like, same thing as lead people better. I, I think of that through conversation, no matter where I'm at. Like if I'm, you know, at the wedding or in the salon or with my employees, well, not my employees, my renters, um, my friends, I'm like, do they feel a little bit better? Do they feel happier? Are they like, are they happy to know me? Yeah. Are they, are they happy to see you come into the room or are they happy to see you leave the room? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depends on the view. So <laughs> <laughs> but I tell Lorna. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was so awesome, Mark. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was amazing. I love it. Thanks for having me. Good You're luck. welcome. Um, so is there any advice that you would want to give to the listener before we get off? I mean, make good choices. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the word, you know, just every decision you make, just you got to think, is this a good choice? And I think the more you can answer yes to that question, the better quality of life you have or whatever it is you desire in life can be solved with making better choices. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, as always, aspire to inspire and you are what you think you are. And we'll catch you next time.